Welcome to Echo This, where we are empowering conversations of hope and opportunity. And today's episode is titled Dare to Share, Create a Safe and Inclusive Playground for Hopeful Dialogue. I'm your moderator, Lisa Jones. Today's captivating show is going to transport you to a realm where conversations dance with joy, ideas bounce like rubber balls, and laughters echoes through the air. So grab your imaginary playmate and buckle up for an adventure where we dare to share, explore, and craft a safe and inclusive playground where hopeful dialogue reigns supreme. Get ready to dive in and unleash the power of conversation with a splash of fun and a sprinkle of magic. It is now my pleasure to introduce our ECHO members. Debbie, I will start with you. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so very happy to be here with all of you today. I am Debbie Wimberly, an educator, passionate health advocate, and a resilient warrior survivor. I firmly believe that one's health is their their most valuable asset to living their best life. With a profound understanding of the power of the endocannabinoid system, ECS, that we were all born with, I speak about the as its potential as a holistic approach to well-being. Thank you, Debbie, and welcome. Amy, I will next move to you. Hi, I'm Amy Weisshouse, and I am a lifelong learner and educator. I spent many decades in the high school English and journalism classroom where I helped my students find their voice. I piggyback on what Debbie said about the importance of good health for leading your best life. And on top of that, once we have that great health, we can then find a pathway through empathy to create endless joy. And that's my mission for ECHO. Well, thank you, Amy, and welcome. And Michaela, how about you? Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Lisa, for uh, introducing us. Um, I'm Michaela S. Cox. I'm an author and speaker. And I deal with topics related to knowing how to navigate through life's doors to help you to go from surviving to thriving. And in particular, finding grace through grief um, and all the things that come with that. Thank you, Michaela, and welcome. And I am Lisa Jones, a speaker, consultant, and author that leverages the power of humor, gamification, and play as fuel to enhance collaboration, increase engagement, and maximize productivity. So we are excited to have you all listening today, and each of our episodes features several segments. Our first segment is entitled Echoing the Hope, because that's what we want to do. We want to echo the hope. So first, let's discuss how we can create a safe and inclusive space for conversations of hope and opportunity, where individuals feel empowered to express their thoughts and ideas freely. My first question is, what are your thoughts for this? And I'll start with, how about Amy for this one? Well, what rings for me with what you just said, Lisa, is a safe place for conversation. And I was a student of French language and literature all through college, and I always resonated with the idea of the salon. Salon really means living room, and it's a place to gather where people can come together face to face. And in the Enlightenment era, in the uh, early 18th century, actually women were a focal part of hosting these 
these uh, gatherings in people's homes where men and women discussed all the latest manners and art and literature and even played games. And they had a time where they came together for the sole purpose of conversation. And I'm an advocate of conversing, discovering the person next to you, discovering the goldmine of information in each individual. And I love the idea of the salon. And I believe the art of conversation has died in our society, especially with the way we communicate on technology and social media. So we need to get back to that idea. And that is where I believe a safe place starts. We all come together intentionally for the purpose of great conversation and discovery. Yes, Amy. And I love what you said about salons, because really, if you think about the typical salon now, and there's many people sitting next to you. So just striping up a conversation in a salon is, is, is simple and it's the easy thing to do. So thank you for bringing that point to our attention. Michaela, how about you? Yeah, I wanted to contribute and say that I really love that Amy brought that up because I'm personally a history buff myself. And so I appreciate the value that we can learn from history. But moreover, I think it um, accentuates or brings to uh, mind something that's really important about how we create that safe space is that it's in it sounds like from what you're saying, Amy, that they had proactive and they took initiative and they were um, intentional about creating this. So that implies to me they made a choice to make sure that what they believed in and advocated for was in existence so that people would have the freedom to have the safe spaces, to be able to have these dialogues and discussions of intellectual flow of thought. And so to me, how you create part of that safe space is by choice. And then also knowing you have the freedom in that safe space to be able to converse and have these empowering conversations. Yes, the choice and the freedom. Thank you, Michaela. How about you, Debbie? What are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, let me kick. <laughs> let me start with saying what <clears throat> what Amy said about the salons is really going to bring me to where I think we need to be. And that being able to be creating a safe space for conversations begins with each one of us. It starts by actively listening to what our bodies are telling us and being open and being expressive and knowing that we will be heard with compassion instead of pity. When you live with chronic health issues, so often when you try to talk about those issues, you do receive a lot of pity or you receive a lot of just put on your big girl panties and get through it. And it's not that is it simple. We need to establish an atmosphere that is conducive to meaningly, meaningful discussion so that we can discuss health issues openly and learn from them and grow from them collectively. Because I think when we talk about specific health conditions that one may be working with, they actually might could help someone else that's dealing with the same thing, but we have to be okay to have those open conversations and know that it will be received in a positive way versus in a way of negativity. Yeah, so true. And the point that you made about active listening is, is so important and so vital for these conversations. So let's all put ourselves in a salon and active listen. And for me, I think I think of it like building a house. And right now, the Barbie movie is is out. So let's use Barbie's dream house as a starting point just for fun, shall we? So if you gather your fabulously diverse Barbie crew 
and embark on a creative adventure, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to really start by laying that foundation of respect and understanding, just like the sturdy pink floors that support the dream house. And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to decorate the walls with the vibrant posters showcasing different perspectives and making sure to include one of those fun, sparkly mirrors that reflects everyone's unique beauty. And then next, we're going to furnish the space with cozy couches that encourage comfort and relaxation. And this kind of resembles the plush seating areas in the dream house's living room. And then we're going to install one of those magical elevators because, hey, who doesn't need a magical elevator? And that's going to lift our voices up. That's going to ensure that no idea is left unheard that goes to Debbie's active listening. And then you're going to have that open stylist kitchen filled with pots and pans of encouragement, right? Where thoughts are cooked up with the, the shared with zest. And then we're going to let laughter and joy fill the air. Just like Dream House's Barbie's balcony, where her and her friends gather for lively conversations under a colorful umbrella. And yes, they're pink. By creating a safe and inclusive space in Barbie's Dream House, this is where we empowered each doll or each person, right, to freely express their hopes and dreams while building a community that radiates positivity and opportunity. I want to go to Michaela for a second to get her thoughts on Barbie's Dream House because I know she's also a fan. Thank you, Lisa. I think it's interesting you brought that up. And I love how that metaphor ties it all together. It's very accurate. I think it ties into the salon because it's like a beautiful own Barbie's version of the salon. But then also I was on vacation recently. I think that's so interesting in the timeliness of our society with the Barbie movie, as you referenced. But if I'm not mistaken, for anyone who's an HGT fan, I think they're doing a Barbie dream house this year. So I thought that was so cool that, yeah, I'm not kidding. I saw it advertising. I'm going, wait a minute, this is crazy. So I thought that was so cool that you would bring that up. So anyone who knows what I'm talking about on HGTV, there you go. They're creating your own Barbie dream house for you to have empowering conversations in. But um, <laughs> but also, I, right, I also wanted to say for Debbie, I agree with you and I concur that I feel like in some of the harder issues in life that we people may not feel like they have as much freedom or is as welcome to have those conversations about harder topics for either because people don't understand it or don't know what to do with it or don't know how to handle it. I don't think it's just health. I think it's in disability realms and I think it's in grief and other hard aspects of life. So it's very much a thing and I've seen it in other ways and I would agree that and that's why we need spaces for those conversations that we're talking about. Yes, yes, we definitely do. And that lends nicely to our next segment, which is echoing the opportunity, because it's all great that we could talk about what we want to do, but how do we echo the opportunity? Debbie, I want to go to you for, I know you also like Barbie's Dreamhouse, so let's talk about that for a second. I definitely want to talk about Barbie's Dreamhouse for a minute. (laughs) And I want to talk about it because it is something that I'm 65. (laughs) Um, And Barbie's Dreamhouse, there's no age. So go ahead. Exactly. (laughs) There is no age with Barbie's Dreamhouse. And one of the things that rings true to me is that I can remember playing with Barbie and remembering all the careers that she could have, remembering all the things that she could accomplish. And I would go from one door to the other. And that's where my Alice in Wonderland comes into play with me, because there are many different avenues that you can travel when you're looking for your health. It's not just one way. And that's what I've utilized and relied on in trying to manage and take care of my own health. And it's a constant, it's a constant work through. So, you know, when you knock on one door, don't forget that there's another door that can be knocked on and utilized just as well. 
Yeah, so true. There's always another door. And that's another point that lends nicely into this echoing the opportunity, because now we can discuss how we can promote collaboration and constructive dialogue in conversations that will then enable everyone to build upon each other's ideas. And then we can collectively explore new, new possibilities. So Amy, let's go to you for what do you think about that? How can we collectively explore new possibilities? Well, the opportunity goes back to our coming together intentionally. Now, this beautiful dollhouse, dream house, is symbolic of each one of us creating a safe and playful space. It doesn't have to be in a home, but that's a wonderful place to start with a selected group of friends or colleagues. It could also be, I love the concept of having a play date and going to an enjoyable place like an ice cream parlor or a park and bringing people together. What I really love about the house you created for Barbie is that magic elevator, because that's a beautiful metaphor that when people come together and talk, we uplift each other. We bring each other to another place where we can be creative and spark ideas for innovation and for the problems that we need solving in our lives, both personally and globally. And that's really what it's about. It's about coming together. But one quick thing, a lot of people are going to be afraid that their voices don't matter. Or what do I have to contribute to this conversation? So I I found this wonderful quote recently about When you don't care what anybody thinks about what you say, you've achieved this awesome, outrageous level of freedom. (laughs) And that's where leadership starts. The, The innovators, the people who are not afraid to say what they need to say. And as a teacher, I had to tell my students, no question is stupid. No question is unimportant because other people, of course, have the same question, but they're too afraid to to pose it. So this is a great place, the opportunity. Conversation breeds opportunity, breeds breeds cohesiveness, breeds innovation, and it breeds self-esteem, and it breeds a wonderful beginning to uh, self-development that's so important. Yes, and, and also more possibilities to ask more questions. So thank you for that, Amy. Michaela, what are your thoughts on this? I wanted to say that I think that's a great lead into what a lot what you talk about, Amy, is because your big one of your major things that you like to focus on and, and value is the fact that your life matters and that everyone's life matter. And I think a lot of times people don't think they matter because they don't have self-worth or self-esteem or self-confidence, which goes to, well, I don't matter. You know, it's not important when it really is. And if we could figure. So I think those two are tied together. And once you figure that out, then you can reach that ultimate of, I don't really care what anyone else thinks <laughs> or about their opinion on what I need to say. And I'm probably one of them for better or for worse at times, but that's okay. Yes. Great point, Michaela. <laughs> but you, Debbie? I think that Amy, I think that Amy and Michaela both hit on something that's very important to bring into here. And that is you need to have, find joy within yourself. You need to be able to trust yourself. You need to be able to know yourself. And when you know that you're who you are, then you're more than willing to be able to go out and communicate and share with the world. So don't be afraid to discover who you are. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Stop trying to be like someone else. Uh, I feel like we spend a lot of our time trying to look at what other people are doing and being 
oh, I want to be like them. No, be like you. You're unique. You're different. You're important. And you matter. Stand on that for who you are. Yes, yes. And what something that you said, it kind of reminds me of the, the finding the opportunities within yourself. So if we can kind of start there, cultivate from within. So that's great. This question makes me think of an epic game night because I'm always thinking of games. But when it, when it comes to promoting collaboration and constructive dialogue, I think it's all really about creating that vibrant playground that I like to talk about with, instead this time with ideas where everyone's imaginations can then just run wild. If you think about something like breaking out the giant Jenga blocks, that could be representing active listening. You can carefully, carefully stack and align each idea to build a tower of shared understanding. Then you can go over to unleash the spinning wheel of creativity, right? Where participants take turns adding their own colorful twists to the conversation. Next, we can picture a collaborative scavenger hunt. This is where everyone searches for hidden gems of insight and perspectives. And then if we put them all together like a puzzle, this then reveals new possibilities. And then, of course, in any playground, we can't forget something to jump on. And I would say the trampoline of encouragement, where we can bounce ideas higher and higher. And then this allows them to soar beyond the ordinary. And then, of course, one more thing, we can throw in a game of verbal ping pong that can volley back back and forth this conversation, keeping that energy flowing. And then we can wrap up with one of those pass the microphone of appreciation where each person has a chance to cheer on their fellow conversationalists with a round of applause because who doesn't love to be clapped for? And then this becomes that collaborative wonderland where all this magic is unlocked, building upon each other's ideas. And that's how we really discover a world of possibilities together. So in my mind, in my game mind, this is what's happening when we're trying to create these new opportunities. (laughs) And that brings us to our third segment, segment, which is my favorite segment called Echoing the Laughter. And my question for our Echo members today is, what if we created, and they probably know where I'm going with this, but what if we created a bounce house of laughter? where humor and lightheartedness deflate tensions and create a more welcoming atmosphere for hopeful dialogue. What would happen? What would that look like? I'm going to start with Amy for this one. She's in a salon, but now she's taking her salon (laughs) members to a bounce house. (laughs) Well, you know, bounce houses can be easily rented today. We can bring a bounce house right to your door. As a matter of fact, we saw some cool ads for that the other day. So um, I really think that's where the bounce house has to start. So my take on it is I want to wake up every morning and imagine, you know, this is the day I bounce. Notice we, we also we always use the term let's bounce back. He's bouncing back, you know, and when we're talking about resiliency and resiliency is such a key buzzword today in our society. So many people have been set back and we need to be resilient and we need to bounce back. So my thinking is I want to wake up every morning and say, how can I bounce today? Start with bounce in my step if I'm having a good day and my legs are working (laughs) and just say, (laughs) how can I bounce today? How can I, again, you said earlier, Debbie, it comes from within, it comes from inside you. How can I be the bounce to put the bounce in other people's existence today. 
And that's where I think it starts and everything else flows from that. So let's find one thing every day that we're consciously looking for things that are humorous, things to make us laugh. Yes. I love that. How can I bounce today? I'm going to, I'm going to ask that question to Debbie. How can you bounce today? What's your, what are your thoughts? Lisa, I so thank you for inviting me into this bounce house. Um, <laughs> it's not someplace I get invited very often because I have lung disease and I, I have to wear an oxygen tank. So being able to walk into a bounce house is not something that people would generally think I would do, but I do it on a daily basis. I do it with my imagination. And that's the key here. Just because you have limitations when you live in chronic health or illness does not mean you can't get involved, you can't have part of the conversation, and you can't share. So let's paint a picture. Instead of physically jumping in a bounce house, let's paint a picture. What would that look like? I always carry in my pocket a lot of nursery rhyme characters that I've engaged with on a regular basis getting through my health. And I'm going to pull out Alice in Wonderland right now and let you know that as I'm Alice in Wonderland jumping in this play playhouse or this bounce house of laughter. I can think of me giggling as I'm running down the trails and looking for a place to which door do I want to open next. Don't put limits on yourself. Allow yourself to explore. Allow yourself to express. When you express with others that you are capable of still functioning and doing something, that's when life changes for you. You don't have to sit back and say, I can't get involved because I'm so sick. There are so many ways that you can get involved by painting a picture with your words, with your emotions, with your feelings. And that's how conversations bring us all together. Imagination, that's key there. That's really key there because then you can transport yourself to any place you want to go. You just have to step inside that bounce house of imagination. Thank you, Debbie. How about you, Michaela? What are your thoughts on this bounce house? <laughs> I have a couple of thoughts on that. I love the idea of it. And I think it is true. If we're going to talk about bouncing back and resiliency is absolutely key to that and being able to get through anything in life on any journey or quest, or in my case, navigating through the doors of one of them being disability and what you mentioned of and chronic in the sense it's oftentimes a part of someone's life, their whole entire life, like it is in my case. And I do think that you do have to have that point of view when you're dealing with disability or chronic illness. And I think also that we oftentimes don't feel welcomed in certain places, like you were saying, Debbie, but we can always be welcomed in uh, metaphorically, like pretend imaginative balance place where everyone's welcome, which helps create self, uh, sorry, safe spaces and freedom. And I think that you can advocate for yourself and that's one way you're getting involved and we're advocating for everyone. And I think that it is one thing that I have done in my own writing and in life is that um, I think humor, when you're talking about hard topics, um, makes it easier for people to approach. And you can add humor in a way that makes it more lighthearted and like, oh, this is a new perspective. And so let's look at it from this point of view. So and that's a good way of bouncing new ideas off of things, too. Yes, with humor, bouncing the humor off each other. It's it's always a great thing, Michaela. <laughs> uh, thank you. I invite all of you to step inside the bounce house of laughter. And that's really in my mind, this bounce house of laughter. But if you feel the air filled with contagious laughter, because if it's a bounce house with laughter, it's going to have laughter in it. 
And the laughter pops tension like bubbles. And then with every bounce and boing, worries and stress deflate into fluffy clouds of silliness. Wouldn't we all love that? Imagine the walls covered in vibrant jokes and puns. And they're ready to tickle everyone's funny bone. And as you leap and you giggle, the atmosphere becomes an oasis of warmth and and comfort. And it melts away really any barriers to open and honest dialogue. Because what humor does that Mikhail was mentioning is it allows people to let their guard down and trust each other. You become more open. You feel closer. You have a bond with people. And this playful haven becomes a magnet for hope and connection. Even the shyest participants eventually find themselves bouncing out of their shells. And that's what we want because we want these ideas shared with a smile. They become the life of the party as they soar from one person to another, bouncing and rebounding, creating a symphony of inspired conversation. And that's what laughter does. Laughter really becomes the secret ingredient that brings us all together. So that was fun. That was a really fun segment. I want to stay in the bounce house forever, but since we can't, we have to eventually move out of it. We have to move into our fourth segment, which is called Echoing the Enigma. And this is another fun segment because on today's segment, we are going to be talking about what if you were a a treasure hidden within the playground? And I know you're shocked by the fact that Lisa's using a playground here, but yes, a playground waiting to be discovered through authentic expression. And the question I asked to all of you is, what am I? So I'm going to start with Debbie here. Thanks, Lisa. Well, I'm a golden nugget. Who doesn't want to find a golden nugget? And who doesn't want to be a golden nugget? And that's the thing that conversations have allowed me to learn about myself, is that I am a golden nugget and that I have something worth sharing and something worth giving. And when you can share and give, what you know and knowledge with laughter, with imagination, within this playhouse that Lisa has built is when we all grow. And when we can come there in a comfortable place, such as Amy's salon, and each of us bring our voices forward, we each become a golden nugget. Maybe you're something else, but who doesn't want to find a golden nugget? Have you ever held a golden nugget in your hand? How does it make you feel? It's a beautiful thing. It's a lovely thing. And I'm just so glad that I get to be a golden nugget and found myself in the park. Thank you. Oh, I love that. And I'm thinking now I'm thinking I have this imagery of going to Amy's salon with Debbie's golden nugget. I wonder what Michaela is going to say. What are you, Michaela? What do you think this riddle's about? I think for me, I would be a key, a key that helps unlock the door to enter into the salon or the Barbie house or any other door in life that you find on your quest through discovery and opportunity and hope through the empowerment of these bounce house conversations or any other conversations in the salon to help you grow and learn and discover what you need for your journey in life, whether it's through a health issue or a chronic issue or a disability or any other number of things like grief or divorce or all the other things that we go through in life that we want to find the hope and the opportunity to be able to go from surviving to thriving through these doors and on this quest. And maybe we find those answers in the salon or the Barbie house or the playground or the bounce house. Well, the good news there, Michaela, is there's so many places we can look, right? It's like, let's continue our scavenger hunt. And now we've got the golden nugget, we got the salon, we got a key. 
Now we're going to go over to Amy to find out what she thinks this riddle is all about, too. Well, the riddle is present everywhere, this, this essence of something. And I can't help but think, I know, it's love. And it's also an offshoot of that self-love, because there's not only the love of nature, the love of the, our healthiness and being in the park and breathing in the air under the open sky, a sky's the limit possibility atmosphere. But when we show love, we show it to other people, we increase their self-love because it's been proven that we said when we are kind to other people, their own self-esteem and self-respect grows, and then they can be kinder and nicer to others. They pay it forward. So this ingredient, this hidden presence, it's really all over. It's really not hidden if we just look for it. It's love and self-love. And by developing it and acknowledging it, we can all embrace it and enjoy it. And that is what life's all about. Life should be a playground of love. Yes. Well said, a playground of love. And now I'm thinking we take Michaela's key, we unlock our self love, and then we get a golden nugget. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> I like that image. Yeah. <laughs> playground of love. Well, Who for me, I think this is a riddle fit for a playful mind, because if you think about the treasure that's hidden in the playground, waiting to be discovered through authentic expression, it's really none other than your most genuine self. So I do agree with Amy, that's like finding your self-love. But when you embrace who you truly are, and you let your unique light shine, you can then become a treasure chest overflowing with creativity, ideas, and dreams. So really letting your authentic expression come out because it's like a magical key. See what I did there, Michaela? That unlocks doors of possibilities. <laughs> and here is where you can dance like nobody's watching because you don't care. You sing like you're a superstar, mm -hmm. even though you can't sing. That's me. And you let your imagination yeah. run wild. So I tell everyone listening, be bold, be brave, and sprinkle your playground with the glitter of your authentic self. And remember... That the greatest adventure awaits when you dig deep and unapologetically share your one-of-a-kind treasure with the world. And make sure that you're always a playful explorer and uncover the precious gem that is your authentic expression. Because really, it's time to let your true self sparkle and dazzle in the playground of life. So again, we're at that playground. <laughs> so great segment, ladies. And now we will finish with our fifth and final segment, which is called Echoing the Transformation. So here we are going to discuss how the playground of conversations of hope and opportunity serve as a transformative space that allows individuals to shed old perspectives and then embrace new possibilities for personal growth. So what are your thoughts about that, Michaela? For me, and I'll say it, I've said it before, and you'll probably hear me say it a lot. Maybe I'll be considered the broken record before this is over with. I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> I believe anything that we are talking about has to originally start with a choice. Nothing changes. Any journey or quest you take has to start somewhere. And generally speaking, just about anything that you could expect to change out of came from a choice, whether that was the choice to do nothing and nothing changes, or you chose to do something different and see where it goes and what you can learn and what you can change and transform into. So you got to choose something. Got to make a choice. Yes. 
Colin shoes. Thank you, Michaela. How about you, Amy? What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I'm going to have to come back to the thought about my my French salons that I admire so much. And the reason I have to come full circle is that people need to know that these salons and the ideas and the discussions and the stirrings of humanity that came out of the salons were the seedbed for American democracy and also for the French Revolution. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about revolution. So the power of conversation and the playfulness of the playground and discovering ourselves and others through talking to one another, reviving the art of conversation, it is going to lead to the most revolutionary outcomes, both in our own personal lives and our work and relationships in, in everything about us and also that we can then reflect and carry out into the world. So that's my take on it. Thank you, Amy. So you're starting the salon revolution. You bet. I love it. <laughs> How about you, Debbie? Well, I want to walk into that salon revolution knowing who I am. I want everyone to be able to walk into that salon knowing who they are. That is something that I keep will continue to come back to is the importance of understanding who you are, feeling who you are, being engaged with who you are, and owning it. Don't be afraid to own who you are. Be Allow yourself to settle in with that person that you are because you're unique. You're individual. You were designed to be that way. And when we're going to have conversations, we need to bring that forward. We need to share that. We need to show that. It's the difference in conversations that helps us globally to expand and reach where we want to reach. And it helps us when we want to go into our doctor's office and talk to them that we can be true to who we are and not be shut down. Allow your voice to be heard. Allow it to be carried. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Yes, embrace it. And as you were speaking, Debbie, it reminded me of something that Amy frequently talks about, and, and that is the person sitting next to you. And as I was listening to what you were saying, I was thinking, really, who are you? But what if you, and Amy, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What if you sat next to the person who you were meant to be and you interviewed them? The person sitting next to you was really you, but you found out all about them and you really got to know them. Wouldn't that be amazing? Amy, what are your thoughts on that? And you can tell me like, I'm totally my, um, again, I'm playing in my mind, always playing. So, <laughs> well, I know I love nothing more than playing with you, Lisa. And, um, you know, the refreshing thing is you have a nine-year-old <laughs> and you are involved in play every day with entertaining your beautiful daughter. And even though I have a 46-year-old son, I still feel that, you know, we, we have to cultivate a feeling of play. Now, if I interview the person next to me, to what end? I'm going to find myself in that person. That person is going to reflect me. Despite the surface diversity or the, the surface differences where I might think this person is nothing like me, the more I interview that person, the more I go, oh, wow, I think that way. I feel that way. I'm with you, sister. I'm with you, brother. 
I am with you. And it doesn't matter how old the person is. We here span 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And here we are having conversation because we want to interview each other. And I know that every day we meet, even today, we learn more about each other. And that makes us want to learn more. So I love you're asking me about the person sitting next to you because we are that person. Yes. And we treat that person. You know, I, I, I have this lovely poem that I'll share at some point about the person sitting next to you. And when we realize that we are that person, that's how we want to be treated. We want to be treated with the recognition and the smile and the curiosity and the joy so that all of us can move together as a united humanity, a united front and innovate and change and improve. We cannot do it alone. Yes, we can't do it alone. We definitely can't. I couldn't agree with you more, Amy. Play with the person sitting next to you is what I heard from that. And and Debbie, I want to go for you for a second because you're the one that originally brought this up and then I had the thought. So I want to come back to you to get your thoughts on this. Well, I find this interesting and I'm going to bring us back to our Barbie Playhouse (laughs) because I was listening to, I'm a big Billie Eilish fan and I was listening to an interview of hers because she actually wrote one of the songs that's in the Barbie movie. And she did not go into it thinking about herself being herself. She was just thinking about the clips that she had watched in the movie But in the end results, when she finished that song, she sat down and she said, wow, that's me. So she was able to find herself in writing that song for that movie because she played with Barbies her whole life. And she did not even think about herself when she wrote that song. So I just want everybody to be able to walk away from this thinking that, you know, I might not be setting out to think about who I am when I'm doing something. But when you start having conversations, sitting with someone next to you, just like Amy was saying when she said, you know, if I was to interview that person, it's like Billy interviewed herself without even knowing it. And the the transformation that came out of that was absolutely beautiful. And I was so impressed because of the way she turned around and looked straight into the camera and owned who she was. And she said, do you hear me? That is who I am. And I think that's beautiful. That is so powerful. And that's a great example of transformation. Such a great example. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. And the thing I want to say there is you just never know where you're going to find those examples. You never know where they're going to come from. So don't, don't harness yourself. Allow yourself to walk into that dream house, that bounce house, wherever you go and give it your all. Play full out, whether it's just in your mind or whether it's physically. You can do this. Paint that picture to allow yourself to explode. Yes. Playful out. Go see the Barbie movie. Write a song. Whatever, whatever you can do. Michaela, we haven't heard. What, what about your thoughts on this whole playful I think out Barbie? All ties back into what we started talking about in the beginning is through these different things, we're finding the freedom. And then the freedom oftentimes come from a safe space. And if people feel safe, they can do all these things we're talking about. And it's through doing these things that we create that safe space that give people the freedom to embrace discovering who they are and being true to themselves and knowing that they matter and being able to have these conversations that do empower us, that allow us to have hope to find the opportunity through the choices we make, such as having these conversations. 
And I'm going to say a big yes end to that. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think about this question. And that's really because we think about our old perspectives. I think they're like worn out swings that they need to be replaced and they need to be replaced with shiny new ones that then launch us towards the sky of possibilities, because that's what we want. We want to open up to more conversations of hope and opportunity because they can become our trusty sidekicks. It offers us the power to break free from the gravity of the familiar. And then we can soar into uncharted territories of personal growth. And that's really the transformative space. And when you think about a transformative space, it's really like a merry-go-round of ideas, right? You can hop on, you can hold tight to the pull of curiosity, and then you can let those colorful horses of inspiration carry you towards fresh horizons. And then, of course, for those that like to dance, you can dance with the vibrant rhythm of change. This is how we step out of our comfort zone. This is how we embrace our the exhilarating unknown, because we're letting that playground of conversation be our ultimate adventure park, where we feel safe, where you slide faster, you swing higher than ever before. And it's really that time when we can unleash our inner dancer and embrace that transformative magic that awaits us in the realm of hopeful dialogue. So make sure that everyone gets ready to leap, twirl, and grow, but get out there, do it. And as Debbie was saying, playful out. Don't be afraid to do that. So I want to wrap up our conversation here and talk a little bit about how our conversations are like playgrounds. There are places for everyone to explore, share, and enjoy. But I want to go to Debbie. Debbie, do you want to give us your thoughts on this episode and what really resonated for you? And what do you think are the key takeaways that listeners can then go and spring into action and do? First and foremost, be true to who you are. That is when you become and play your full out is when you're true to who you are. But you need to have an understanding of where everyone else is. And you need to be compassionate and allow them to express themselves. We need to know that we all come to this world in different places from different, from different avenues. And that being able to be yourself is when you're going to live your best life. Because nobody lives your life or your health but you. So you want to make sure that that everyone can be understanding and compassionate about who you are, but you can also be compassionate and understanding about the next person sitting next to you, as Amy says. And I think that you want to learn how to thrive. Thriving is one of the things that Michaela talks about a lot. And when we thrive through games, through engagement, through empowerment is when we all are going to live in a more harmonious place on this earth. Yes. Thank you for that. And that sums it up very nicely and gives actionable thought to somebody listening as what they can go out there and do next. So thank you for sharing, Debbie. How about you, Amy? What do you think? My main takeaway was a little bit hidden in the playground in the last hour. But the takeaway here is something that brought all of us together. And it's an alignment in our messages. And that is gratitude. Because without gratitude for our lives and feeling the empowerment that our lives matter, therefore we can reach out to others, show them the way that their life matters. And once they know that, 
I believe strongly that we have a commonality that is so powerful that it is going to truly make a better world. But it begins, like Debbie said, with knowing ourselves, being our authentic self, and being grateful to be in the park, to be able to breathe and run and play and eat and have the strength even to want and the motivation to want to share our ideas, to have ideas. Gratitude is a key coupled with empathy. And these two ingredients are going to fuel us to live to our full potential and to be all that we were meant to come to this earth to fulfill and to be. So gratitude really, I know, is part of the fabric of the conglomerate called Echo. Yes. Yes, Amy. And what maybe somebody can start by asking themselves what they're grateful for today, which is an easy thing to fill out just a piece of paper. Do that one thing you're grateful for. If you want to be an overachiever, then pick five things. <laughs> you can always do more, right? <laughs> right. Debbie? One of the things, thank you, Lisa. One of the things that I like to practice, and I think it would be a good practice for everyone, is that when I go to bed at night, I give myself grace for what I accomplished today. It's not about what I didn't accomplish, it's what I did accomplish. If I just got out of bed today, that was an accomplishment, and I'm proud of it. Be proud of what you can do. Don't put limits on yourself or don't put boundaries around yourself thinking that you have to do more. And I'm always surprised when I go to bed at night and I go through this list, how much I did accomplish today. And I can wake up every morning then with a new slate to start all over again. Yes, so true. A new slate to start all over again. Michaela, what are your thoughts on the takeaways, something that a listener can go do that's actionable? Well, I think it ties into a lot to what we say (laughs) is that um, in striving to thrive, you do find joy, hopefully, knowing that you're doing the best you can and that it allows you when you thrive, we live our best lives like Debbie talks about a lot. And all of that comes from choice and freedom. And I think that's another way that people can feel the freedom is knowing that going through certain doors, there's usually not just door one or door two, there's always another door. So you're not back into a corner. You have the freedom of choice and it's yours to choose. Yes. And always another door. That's great. Always another door. There's That is so true. And mine is, and I know you guys are going to be shocked by this, but mine is go to get out there, go to the playground (laughs) and talk to the person in the playground sitting next to you. And the thing that's great about being in a playground, and imagine if you were five, you wouldn't care who was next to you. You would play with anyone. You wouldn't discriminate. And that's the same thing as an adults we should be doing. We shouldn't care what the person sitting next to us looks like. We should still talk to them. We should find out more about them. So that is my call to action. And before we wrap up, I just want everyone to share either a personal reflection, a short story, or an inspirational quote or words of encouragement before we go. And mine is, of course, conversations are like playgrounds. They're places for everyone to explore, share, and enjoy. So Debbie, how about you? Learning how to advocate for yourself, learning how to be in charge of yourself and your health. No one knows you better than you do. So why aren't you the one that's in charge? Don't hand it over to someone else to manage and guide. You need to be the one that guides your life and your health. 
Yes. You guiding your own life and your health, not somebody else. Put you in charge. How about you, Michaela? I would have to say, which goes to choice and design and freedom is be willing to not be defined by your circumstances, but define it for yourself and create your own path and blaze your own course. Yeah. So, so far the themes are starting with you, (laughs) you, (laughs) Amy, what are your thoughts on this? Well, since we're about echoing and we want to amplify our voices, there's a beautiful quote from the Talmud and inspirational quotes is a great way to start one's day and focus on that quote and also to share that quote with other people and, and see how that is a conversation starter. And one of my favorite quotes goes something like the right quote can be like bread to the starving man. And we're quoting ourselves and others and resources and studies and trials and tribulations we've gone through. And I hope someone will quote us today, even in a little phrase. And then that will quote, that quote will, will spread and spread and spread. And I want people to think about the power of just a few words being bred to a starving man. Yes. And thank you for sharing that because today we have definitely echoed this. <laughs> I want to I want to thank all of you for sharing your wisdom today and thank the listeners for joining us today on Echo This. We hope you enjoyed it and walk away with something to echo. Tune in next time for strategies you can implement with what we're working on next. And We are excited to talk more about engagement of conversations of hope and opportunity and ensuring that diverse perspectives are heard and valued. Until then, take care and keep echoing. Echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Echo, echo. Listen in for empowering conversations of hope and opportunity.